Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. My name is Mark Rennick. Good Saturday afternoon to you all. I hope you're having a good weekend. Beautiful weather out there. Summer is coming, kids. So let's prepare for it. Uh, This is the part of the show where I attempt to explain to you what Victory Over Sin is and who supports us and why we are here. Victory Over Sin is a show funded by Systemic Change of Idaho, and that is an advocacy organization through the Department of St. Vincent de Paul, Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul here in the Treasure Valley. And what we do for them in an advocacy role, if you will, is to educate Idahoans, you as the listener, about what it's like to be incarcerated and to be on parole. It's exciting. We do all sorts of things with this. One of them is the radio show. If you go back to the archives, you can listen to about a year and a half worth of shows now. We've got some powerful people on there, Department of Corrections and board members from different organizations, all people who have a heart to help people that we like to call returning citizens here in the Valley. And so go back and take a look at those you can. We also do a PowerPoint that we go out and we show to service groups, to churches, et cetera, anybody that wants to listen to it. And it articulates the difficulties that people have coming out of incarceration. It's powerful. It's about 20 minutes. It sparks a discussion. And the cool thing about this is that the person who gives this PowerPoint is a returning citizen themselves. So you can actually see the pride as they stand a little taller, go forward and share some of the issues that affect all of us who have been incarcerated on a daily basis. In addition to that, we do some um, listening forums. We've got one of those coming up, looks like in June the 9th of this year, where we're going to do a speaker's kind of bureau over at the newly remodeled uh, food bank slash uh, feeding hall for Overland, uh, for uh, St. Vincent de Paul on Overland Boulevard. So look for that, and we'll be talking about that in the future. So those are the things that are coming up. We're excited about 2018. We're going to expand into the uh, Canyon County area with the work that we do from what is called the Reentry Conference from St. Vincent de Paul. And that conference started about five years ago in which we see people from incarceration within the first 90 days of their release from incarceration. And they call up St. Vincent de Paul and they say, hey, I just got out. And then this group goes out and meets with them. Been doing it for a little over five years. And what we do is go out in twos as Vincentians do and sit with them, offer them support for rent, maybe a bicycle, maybe a bus pass, and just sit with them in their in their living situation where they are and meet them and talk with them about it. If, because we're so successful at that, that's where we got some attention from National St. Vincent de Paul, and that's where the money came from for the advocacy program. To give you a little bit of a background on that, 1,000 people last calendar year were released to Region 4. This little group of 20 people saw over 650 of those people, individuals, just went out and saw them and supported them. So that's why we've been so successful, and that's what we're going to continue to do with the Canyon County in 2018. Last night was a great night. Got to go out and see some of my 
friends and people with the Boise Rescue Mission, and we're going to talk to two ladies from City Light in just a second. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and Coffee Shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. As I mentioned earlier, I'm excited. I've got uh, a friend that I've known for a while. Kelly Wilcox is here from City Light. You do the new life program entry. And we've got Brianna LeClaire, from, who is the director of City Light, correct? It, that is correct. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. So, you want to start with Kel? Tell me about Kelly. You and I have known each other for on and off through common people for three or four years now. Three or four years, yeah. Yeah, the new job looks good on you. Oh, when I knew you, you were just kind of hanging out working for a Boise Rescue Mission in, in the warehouse. In the warehouse. Yeah. So now what are you doing now? Um, now I'm doing the intake for the New Life Recovery Program. So I, I help with women who put their applications in for the program, and I help them to be able to get started. Cool. That's a, is that's a graduation for you, I assume? It's more people-oriented. Mm-hmm. So that looks good. That looks good on you. Well, thanks. How long have you been doing that? Um, almost a year now. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. It's amazing. And I knew, you know, your Brianna, your cohort before you. Yes. Was, oh, she was a dear friend. Yep, Julie, Julie. She's great. And so you've had this job for just under a year, too. Just right? under a year. Yep. I started. Uh, I started in July of last year. And where did you come from to get this? Oh, let's see. Well, uh, I came from a small nonprofit for uh, Idaho's private schools, mm-hmm. and my boss, Jean Lockhart, was president of that board. And uh, when Julie. Uh, put in her notice uh, to move on to other opportunities. Jean uh, called me on the phone and said, you need to go to work for me and here's why. And she was very convincing. So here I am. It's, it's hard work with both of you do. Um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for that. Um, I live downtown. Um, most of the work that we do are with people who are coming out of incarceration who tend to be not have the greatest resources. They tend to float in and out of, um, homeless shelters and it's difficult dealing with that population all the time so you guys have my great respect kelly tell me where you came from how you are you a native idahoan i am i was actually born in nampa really idaho yeah too many are there many native idahoans i I, I have trouble finding (laughs) them so what got you to where you are now in terms of uh, working for the shelter um i'm working for the shelter right now because i love the mission the mission Mm -hmm. saved my life um six years ago and uh, if, if it wasn't for the Boise Rescue Mission, I don't know where I'd be. Yeah, That's, I've heard that story more often than not. So you went through the program that you're actually enrolling people in. I did. I went through the program in 2012. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was that like? That, I think that's a very difficult program, so help me with yeah, that. Yeah, I think this program was the hardest thing I've ever done and the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, I, Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with that. And tell the people who are listening what that entails. Um, you know, it's like 
it's hard to put into words. Um, the the program really for me though it was it was hope. It was the first time that I ever had hope that I knew I wouldn't die a junkie. Was going through this program. Um, it's it's like taking every thought and idea and belief that you've ever had and and learning that those are wrong and that God has a different plan that He has a different thought mm-hmm. different belief and um, learning how to line up your thinking with with God's way. And I think too, I think for uh, I will see people who are looking for housing and then I'll always say, well, you can always go to the mission and they got this great program called New Life. And then they say, well, what's that? Uh, you know, and I'll say it is an 18 month program. Uh, it's a minimum 12 months. Yeah. A lot of our ladies are 18. Right. So I'll say that. And then they seem to like they will be put off by that quote unquote time. But it is something that really does change a person's heart by going through it because it involves certainly a biblical study as well as working in the mission and working in mm-hmm. the facility itself which serves kind of is that yeah service work a lot of you know in addiction um we think about ourselves we take everything you know and and in the program we the program's free everything's given to us everything we need um so we do a lot of service work to give back at the mission but there's also too i think uh brianna you can help me with this is like the first part of it there you're you know, the leave is, you can't really, you don't have as much freedom as you would have at the normal. That's right. right? Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's very, uh, a shout out to my friends at St. Vincent de Paul. I, uh, that's a great connection there. And, uh, oh yeah, they, uh, but I, I do liken it to a convent, um, you know, especially that first 30 days. It is, uh, it's intense and, um, it's not for everyone. No, it's not. And I think, but again, I think we all get to that spot. I know I'm an addict too. So it gets to that spot where I'm going to change my life now. For me, they had to put me, they had to incarcerate me, and, that, and then finally I got sober and I figured it out. But it, it, everybody has to reach that point where they've had it. And if they, it's not that big a deal for just 30 days, if that's the case where you're going to really change your life. Right. I know. So um, talk about uh, the service work that you're doing there is pretty much supporting the entity itself, right? At City Light, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff you're doing. Yeah. So they're preparing the food and doing the... Um, they do front desk. They they work our... our our girls work at front desk, so um, all the donations, the people coming in and out, um, telephone calls, they do the kitchen. Um, they keep the, the facility running, really. Um, they also go out on events. They do events with us, and mm-hmm. that's really fun. And you, uh, um, what was I going to say? They were talking about they, they, they make sure that volunteers come in and kind of do that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. get involved. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. And so how much before the classroom setting and stuff in, in terms of their study during the day? There is actually you live separately, right? Um, Don't they live in a separate kind of entity across? Um, they're the top two floors of the mission, and um, so they each have a roommate. And they, they're, I mean, they treat recovery like a full time job. It's Monday through Friday from nine to four. Everyone's up at six. They get their chores done. They do their Bible studies, and then they're ready for devotions and a business meeting at nine o'clock in the morning. Okay. So last night we had a graduation at Tim Mount Christian. Mm-hmm. And which, how many ladies graduated? Uh, we had three ladies this year mm-hmm. graduate from the women's side. And I think that's, uh, again, you're listening to my voice, something like this touching your heart. This is something, if you ever get a chance to go to one of these graduations, you should try to be there. It's a very powerful situation in that the program's been going, we agree, it was 1996, is that what we Correct. said? Correct, yes. Okay. So this program, through all three of the shelters of men's, the two, the Lighthouse, River of Life, and City Light, has this program and it's been going since 1996 and we're estimating 200 graduates total over all that period of time. Mm-hmm. So that's a major 
you know, small number compared to what all the people that are involved in it. So right. it truly is a celebration when somebody does it and their pictures and their videos. Yeah. It's and, a big deal. And everybody dresses up. Yeah. And yeah. And it's really, I mean, I'm always underdressed. But it, it's really nice and it's powerful to see all the people come out. So mm-hmm. you're in the community and you hear about this. Next year, you ought to come and check it out because that's really a nice, nice, nice event. And it, again, if you find somebody that you're seeing as you go through your day and they say they're a graduate of this program, hey, that's a congratulations. That's like a PhD and kind right. of addiction almost, right? Exactly. Yep. It's a big deal. It really is. I can think of, I've been out of prison for seven years and I can think of maybe 10 people that I've run across in my travels uh, doing this sort of work. And I have a tremendous amount of respect for those people because they went through that. They're all doing real quality things with their lives. They're serving God and it's a, powerful tribute so don't be put off by just 200 i guess is what i'm saying there's 200 good people right <laughs> you can there. do it there's you soldiers can, yep. out there yep okay so let's talk about the characteristics of somebody that really does want to change that mm-hmm. situation is that would that be a uh, kelly would that be you you know or <laughs> the, that, yes that person that comes <laughs> in. i mean i'm assuming you did and you graduated right i did graduate yes um when, well, I, you know, I came to the mission in kind of a different way. I didn't really want to be there in the program. And I don't, I don't think that's different. I think a lot of people go oh, into it, right. you know, yeah, just I being like, I didn't, huh. want to, I didn't want to go to prison either. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> but God has a way of just kind of putting you in that spot. That's what happened. I was yeah. put there. Right. And so tell me a little bit about how you got there. Um, well, I got there. I, I was, I actually um, just did 90 days in county jail on a probation violation for an attitude problem. And, um, that is so hard to believe. <laughs> well, That's not the lady I know. Uh, it gets to know her a little oh. better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and before I was going to get out on the 90 days, they said, hey, you can go to this this Christian program or you can go do se- your seven years in prison. And hmm. um, yeah, know, it was actually a toss up. It yeah. was, I, I didn't really want to, um, I didn't really, I had no hope that anything, that there was going to be anything different for me. And, um, the only reason I thought to give this a try was because they said I could maybe see my kids sometime again on Sundays um, was really the only reason that uh, I just, I didn't think there was anything left, you know, that could make a difference in my life. So. I, and sometimes help me with this because you do it and I do it too. And I think we all do it just a little bit differently. But when you really have got somebody that's you're connected with and you're actually speaking to and you say, aren't you tired of doing this to your kids? Mm-hmm. That's really something that, hits home for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people will give you this grief or they'll give you a story or they'll give you something. Well, you know, I'm going to do this and I got, I've got to get a good job. I used to be, I'm a plumber by trade. I'm a, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you say. Mm-hmm. But when you really say, aren't you really just tired of doing this to your kids? That's a question that really resonates with everybody mm-hmm. and it kind of hits home. And it's like, oh, that hurt. That's hard. Yeah. Maybe when they I, really stop and think about it. Yeah. There's nothing really, like it. That's really the, the, as I'm older than you ladies. So it's like, it, as you get older, you realize that family is really the key. I mean, that's the, that's all the you blood got. is what you have. And mm-hmm. when push comes to show, God, those people are the people that you, that I live for still. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I have a 23 year old and a 22 year old. So I struggle with, you know, their lives and having them do the right thing. But in the end, they're my kids, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that's a, that's a key point for you to make with people. I think when you're talking to them. And, and we do that. I mean, that's a that's a big that's a big deal, especially I think for moms. 
And, um, you know, I mean, and Kelly's testimony to that, that the fact that she's, well, you know, hmm, seven years or you know, if I do this really hard Christian program, mm. then, you know, maybe I'll get to see my kids every now and again. And there's just nothing. It just is what it is. There's no comparison. Well, I think you have to get to that spot where you attempt to, we're all, everybody's afraid of change and right. everybody's afraid to, especially us addicts. We're very, very reluctant to change anything in our life. But for the most part, the people walking around the street, if you talk to them and you get them alone, they're afraid of something and they're avoiding that, whatever that is right. in their lives. And so if your relationship with God was something that you were afraid of, then you're going to walk as far away from it. And I, as an addict, was trying to distance myself from that as much as possible. So it's somehow to get those, I guess what I'm trying, what I'm trying to have a discussion about which is the the hard question is how do we reach these guys and get them involved yeah. in this? And it's, there's no answer. There's no easy answer. Yeah. You know, try, try again. That's, uh, that's because everyone, everyone is, everyone is running for something and I, you know, and I haven't been there as far as addiction, but I am not young. And what I've noticed, you know, as I've grown older is it's just practice, 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 practice. And I think, you know, anybody has to has to practice more. And, and I see that with our ladies, you know, they're going to and they get tons of chances. Right. You know, we're not going to we're not going to kick you out for, you know, walking up the wrong stairway or anything like that. If you if you come in and you're trying and you fail, you know, that's OK, because how do you learn? You learn by failing. Well, and I think that's the case that the people, at least that we work with, with through my organization, and through the housing that I'm, I have a partnership with. It's like we understand that you're going to have, there's going to be hard spots or rough spots in the road. But as long as I see in your heart that you're willing to change, then we're, we're going to bend over backwards to make everything work. And Absolutely. Think, uh, in some ways, we're similar in our approach. Not all transitional housing is that way. But back to the people or the characteristics of people who come in and talk about the difference between the people who just want to, sit, just want to sleep downstairs and want to get up at six and leave mm-hmm. and the people who want to change. Can you pick those people up, you think, as you see them walking around? Or do you approach somebody that's, you think, Kelly, you say, this lady looks like she's had enough. I approach them. Or do you wait for them to come to you? Or um, Usually they come to me. Um, they'll turn an application they've heard from someone. But um, occasionally we have, um, we just brought a lady in the other day, actually, that had never heard of us. And um, Jean Lockhart was working downstairs. And she said, hey, come sit, tell, talk to this lady. And um Two days later, she's in the program, and and uh, she's fighting. You know, she it's amazing. Um, I think that's um, communities like ours that support Boise Rescue Mission. That's that's really what that's all about. Mm-hmm. And so I think the people who are out there who are listening to us say, "Oh yeah, I help those guys." That's really what it's about. It's like something like that can happen, and you can see a change. Mm-hmm. And you can see a change in you, and you can see the good that you're doing in terms of the community and how you've grown and given back. That's that's real powerful. Talk, let's talk about poverty downtown and because mm-hmm. you guys get a bunch of people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and everybody is always, I'm always saying, well, you can always go to a mission and uh, obviously the women come to you. Tell me where they're, what do you think's happening down there politically? I know they're trying to get now coalitions and stuff. We're meeting on Mondays now with some group and what do you think about all that down there? You know, you know it'd be, uh, I sure uh, want uh, Boise to remain someplace that uh, per, uh, a working person can 
live in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, if if you want to live in your subdivision in Meridian, like I do, or further out and have some acreage in Caldwell or whatever you want to do, if that's how you want to live, that's great. If you want to live uh, in downtown Boise because you like to walk to work, uh, you like to walk around and, and you know enjoy the amenities that are there because it's a it's a lovely downtown and and you know we're working hard to to help keep it that way. Uh, then uh, boy, it sure be nice if people could afford to live there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's getting, well, I mean, I live down there, but uh, I live in city housing, so it's the only reason I can afford to live down there. But it, it's getting absolutely crazy, and it's like, I don't want to make us, everywhere I go, seems like the Department of Corrections is always worried, well, how many people are moving here, and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. Yes, that's a part of it, but do, seems like, it never seems like, are we doing enough for this kind of community to blend them into that? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the case, or are we doing it? You know, one thing I really liked about, I grew up on the bench. I grew up on Cassia Street, uh, halfway between Vista and Shoshone. And so just real, you know, it it was a, the the thing I liked best about that neighborhood was it was just a real mixed neighborhood. There were seniors and then there's young families too. And um, it was, you know, you couldn't, it wasn't obvious walking down the street who had money and who didn't everyone you know sort of just mixed in and and mixed together and there were and people met at the institutions you know the churches the schools uh the 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 folks mixed together and i hope that uh i hope that we retain that because as it turns out we are all one's one another's brothers and sisters in christ we are all one community so we should live that way yeah i think to um the people that women, the women can go to interfaith, right? Is that true? Mm-hmm. The sanctuary. And so talk about the difference, women that maybe Kelly, they go there or go here, or is there, is there a noticeable difference? I, I know that I see some reluctance to come to city lights and river, river of life because of the spiritual component. Do you see that? Um, you know, I, I hear people say that I hear more that, um, it's just really strict that some people <laughs> say the rules are too hard to follow. Really? Yeah, um, Jody's a taskmaster down there. <laughs> <laughs> no. We we work so closely with our friends at Interfaith, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, Jody and Dan uh, mm-hmm. are the best. And um, we are definitely, you know, the the thing that we have in common, especially with with Interfaith, is that uh, it, to the extent that homelessness is a is a choice that people feel that they can make, that they can make the choice to camp out on the street, that they can make right. the choice to live in Rhodes Par- Park, that is not a valid choice. Yeah. And uh, if you're going to, uh, you know, please come in, whether it's interfaith or whether it's the mission, and, and be safe and be warm, and especially if you're a woman with children. Oh, yeah. Be someplace where your children are safe. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, there's nothing more important. Yeah, I, I, it's good to see that because I always see like this discrepancy between the two. It seems like to me from just people that float in and float out. And I mean, I I, I like Jody especially because man, she's her fiance is Kurt Steiger. I mean, how cool could that be? <laughs> she's pretty I mean, cool. No, on her I mean, own. That is Come pretty on cool. Now. <laughs> that is pretty cool. So I mean, her when she when that engagement was announced, I thought, man. I used to like you, but now I really like you. That is really cool. So, um, good, he's a good Boise kid. Gosh, too. man, yeah, I know. His male goes where mine goes. And I turned around the other day, and he was standing there. I go, wow, that's cool. I know you are cool. Yeah. So, so that's that's uh, that's an interesting aspect. But it's good to see that. Um, you know, it's all blended together for you guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Corpus Christi House too. It's a huge part of what we do. Well, I think some of the things that they're doing with Path now. It's uh, what's Stephanie Day. 
she's got a middle name in there. She seems to be kind of coordinating where they all go through her now. And mm-hmm. it sounds for the first time, it looks like everybody's starting to work together. Do you see that? Or is Definitely. That, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and hopefully that's something that, you know, as we go forward happens in the future, I think, I hope so. I'm optimistic. It's kind of what kind of going to lead to me, what we, why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always the optimist that all of us are going to come together, agencies, mm-hmm. and start dropping, hey, this is what I do, and this is what you do. And right. Just don't, don't, don't do what I do. Right. Kind of, Stay you know, in your lane. It's all right, because I'll have to, you're hitting a funding source of mine or something right. like that. So hopefully that's something that we all attempt to do. So, But uh, that's good to see that you guys are all on the same page with that. Anything else about why you do this? Kel, tell me why you do this. Um, I do this because I the opportunity that was given. You know, I want to give back. I want people to know that there's hope, that they can change, and that there's hope, that they have mm-hmm. somewhere to go, um, that they don't have to stay the way they are. Mm-hmm. And that they look to you and see in you, in your behavior, and in your energy, and your eyes, that, hey, guess what was Kelly have that I don't have? Maybe that's mm-hmm. something pretty mm-hmm. cool, don't you think? Don't you I think? So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is, well, you know, it is about that fundamental optimism that people can change. Uh, that there is a better way, uh, because if you're not, if you don't have that fundamental hope, then you, you know, you're just going to stay where you are. Yep. Do you want to talk about how we reach you? If uh, you want to talk about that, sure, you bet. Kind of- uh, we can be reached uh, anytime at uh, phone number. Is that what you looking for? You'd to? like to share? All right, let's do. Uh, so, uh, what I'm going to do is when we're done, and I'm going to tell people to reach me, and I will tell them too. But if you want to, yeah. Give so, uh, our yeah, two zero eight three six eight nine nine zero one is probably the easiest way to reach us, and you can check in. Check ins uh, at four o'clock, four o'clock. seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year. Uh, check ins at four o'clock, and we're at fourteen zero four West Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And uh, come is to that the, gr- the church or across the street. It's the church, okay. yeah. And so, uh, come check in uh, and come have a meal at and uh, stay with us and. And uh, you'll be safe and warm, and and uh, you'll be with. We have a good time. I don't know. I I have fun. You know, mm-hmm. we go down there and go down to guest services, and and uh, there's just a lot of hope. There's a lot of a lot of beautiful uh, people and uh, great kids, and uh, it's it's a happy place to be. So please come be part of it. Yeah, that's cool. And thank you, Kelly. Uh, you know, I think you were. I twisted your arm to do this, and you were, <laughs> you were great. <laughs> no, you were great. I think people picked up on the energy that who you are and uh, what you're doing. And for some, you and I are kindred spirits because we've been incarcerated. And um, that's powerful and it's good. You're doing good work. Thank you. I got one more thing I do. This is cool. I don't get to do this all the time, but you're a cellist. I am a cellist. How about that? See, I did my research. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never met a cellist. <laughs> well, we're a very <laughs> rare breed. What made a person decide to say, hey, you know, because I I want to play the cello. <laughs> well, what made me decide it was that my mother made me play the violin when I was in the fourth grade, and I didn't like it. So I said if I could switch to cello, I'd keep playing. And so it's I a did. bigger thing to carry around, though. I just oh, but it's it. co- it's so cool. It's the closest uh, resonance to the human voice. I love it. It's great. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Okay. Listen, you ladies have been fun. I appreciate you being with me. We'll do it again. All right. Thank you. And I say, hey, Okay, thank you. As you can tell, it's a pretty nice place down there, City Light. 
go see these ladies uh, if you're in that situation or you know somebody is. It's a good recommendation. Uh, if you need to get in touch with us or anything has touched your heart, it's talking about what we're talking about with systemic change. You're out there and you're a returning citizen. You want to get involved. You want to show the presentation. Get in touch with us. We're real easy to get in touch with. www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can email me at systemicchangeofidaho, all spelled out at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. You can even call us on the phone. Area code 208-477-1006. Look forward to seeing you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.